so I forgot to find a podcast or not a podcast. I forgot to find like a mix for this week's podcast and I really want to get it up on time. And so here I am doing a rendition of Alcohol Free with Butter and any other song that comes to my head. <clears throat> Smooth like butter. <laughs> Let me let you do the new things. Um feel like I'm a cat, I'm your dog. I want to be a, oh gosh, you know what? What song do I want to sing? Okay, this is going on. <laughs> oh God, it's horrible. This is horrible. <laughs> what song is that? How you like that? Okay, done. That was the mix. Yes, yo, hello. Welcome to Grown-Ups Fandom. And today we're going to be talking about, you know, it's going to be another mini episode. I'm still in South Korea. I will be here for another two weeks, if you can believe it. And yeah, let's 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 get into it. We're going to be talking about the butter pictures for Permission to Dance. Do you know anything about Permission to Dance? I don't, but <laughs> I'm hoping it's all going to be good. It's just I feel like so much happens in the BTS universe, and I don't know what the hell is going on a lot of the times, and I'm just doing the best I can. So. We're going to be talking about the photos. Don't know how long this episode will be. I know you guys voted for a shorter episode. And so we're going to do it. And we'll, I'll try to do an episode next week. Let's see. Oh, in case you haven't, make sure you join the Patreon. We almost are to one of my goals. Join the Patreon. Bonus podcast every single week. Last week, I talked about my thoughts on the BTS's flirting styles and some South Korea dating tea. And most importantly, if you join at the $5 level, you get to join the family over on Discord. I cannot say enough good things about that community, what they do, what they have. It's amazing. Like I sit back and watch it and I'm just amazed. It's just amazing what they're doing over there, the community they have, the family they have over there. I'm just like, always bowled over to kind of sit back and watch uh, that community go. So if you want K-pop friends, if you want a community, it's like a family over there. I swear to God. I swear, like I'm not even exaggerating <laughs> when I talk about that. Like I go in there and I'm like, oh my gosh, uh, it's like beyond me. It's amazing in there. If you want a community with other K-pop fans, I suggest you join. And yes, make sure you share it with your friends, your family, all that good stuff. So let's get into this episode. We do have a tiny topic for this week. I want to talk about, there's a big conversation on TikTok about the sexualization of idols and sort of like, especially BTS specifically. I think a lot of K-pop fans have been going after grown-ass fandom. That's my, my title, grown-ass fandom, by the way. Grown-ass fandom, that's us, y'all. Grown-ass army, that's us. And grown-ass army adjacent, if anybody else claims the label, people can use it, but you know where it came from. Don't forget. <laughs> so a lot of people have been going after grown-ass army about, you know, the fact that, you know, everybody wants to fuck BTS. And I feel like a lot of, you know, creators have said stuff about this already, and I'll try not to retread what they've said. But I will say that, you know, I feel like a lot of this is just 
really an issue of range. And I think one of the biggest things to first unpack is the fact that I don't think that people actually know what sexualizing means. You know, sexualizing, a lot of these terms get brought onto TikTok. And people learn these words and they just start using them without really understanding the context in which they're being used and what the function or the purpose is for them. You saw, you see this also with white passing, which was a, a word, which was like a term for the black community to talk about the black community that's been co-opted by all sorts of communities to do all this other shit. It's a word like that. Sexualizing, that term is used to contextualize some of the ways in which our society can be really lean into pedophilia as far as the over-sexualization of minors specifically. Also, it was also even misused when people were talking about like the busset challenge and men were sexualizing. And it's just like, it's, these are not the right words for those things. Like sexuali- sexualization, sexualizing is really about something else. It's about like predatory behavior, grooming. That's what it's typically used about people who are underage who are, like I said, sexualized, but, you know, kind of apply, and you can still apply this to some underage models, underage idols. I can think of a couple of idols, especially some of the women, especially who are underage and who are definitely kind of being presented as sexual objects in a way that feels inappropriate. And if people are, and a lot of times the sexualizing is because it's within that context and then also and that is something to rightfully call out you know if we have people who are in their late 30s and 40s talking about how they want to have sex with an underage idol that is indeed inappropriate but the word sexualizing within the context of men who are deep in their 20s deep in their 20s almost 30 of parenting age is just inappropriate and it's just not the right use of that word (laughs) and really what people are saying with the sexualizing of idols and what they really have problems with because what 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 this really is it's it's a range issue is that if you're young and you're used to having a very specific relationship with your idols that feels very comfortable to you then a bunch of women who might have more experience than you do, who understand sex more than you, who have different desires, kind of expressing some of the stuff towards your idols would make you feel uncomfortable. But this in itself, it's kind of confusing given the fact that I feel like a big part of this fandom is horny and a lot of the horny people are underage. So I do think that there is a bit of what do you really want? Is it that you have a problem with people seeing them as sexual objects or do you have a problem with people other than you seeing them as sexual objects? And I have talked about a lot about army sort of K-pop guilt in which people feel really ashamed of their feelings, their intense feelings that they have for K-pop idols and so they act like police for the rest of the industry because they don't like to see people express feelings that they feel like they shouldn't be having and also people bring their own stuff around sex and relationships to these things you know I get these comments too where people are like this is so weird you shouldn't sexualize them meanwhile bap say and I was like again that's not the word you're looking for sexualizing is not the word that you're looking for here when and again I'm not trying to think of like this what is the word and I think that it's a really 
it's it's something that is interesting. It's it's something that's complicated to apply here because K-pop does sell sex explicitly. I've talked about this many times before. They sell the boyfriend experience and part of the boyfriend experience for people who are of my age or older or even younger is sex. And so, yes, in addition to getting cuddles and boyfriend hugs and dimples, you're also getting sex. That's what people are getting from it. And that's what they're seeing. And so if somebody does a TikTok about wanting to rail Namjoon, that's a part of it. That's the K-pop system doing its job. And again, I have I have talked about this quite a bit of times where like, I don't like sort of like patrol army who kind of likes to patrol like army. And it's not that I don't like them. I just think it's not their job. Like it's really not up to us as fellow army to act like the the sort of like people who are to control army behavior outside of one of the biggest issues within the army community is bullying and is harassment so bullying and harassment needs to go and yes we should be policing each other around that but like saying stuff of like oh this is what the guys want this is what they don't want this is inappropriate this is appropriate is not our job and big hit is plenty litigious and if they have something that they're really upset about that they're really worried about that they really don't want to see they will say something you see how they like sort of like pay attention to what they shut down and what they don't shut down you know they're really focused on the money aspect of it like you see how all those streaming sites got shut down but you don't see any you know fanfics being shut down you don't see any of the image imagine accounts being shut down or reached out about because they realize that this is a part of it this is a part of developing a brand that is catering the female gaze and again it's kind of it's a little xenophobic it's a little xenophobic that men who are the same ages as other men of other races mostly white who get literally like literally the way that i've seen women talk about harry styles you you couldn't even you can't even wrap your head around it and nobody ever says anything about that but now you have asian men and there's an issue mm. and, and this is a point that many people have made before but i'm just reiterating it i'm just reiterating that they want us to lust they want us to find them hot they want us to be obsessed and so grown women kind of wanting to fuck bts i'm sorry if that's crude is proof that it's working it's proof that the system is working it's proof that expansion is happening it's proof that one of the pieces of the strategy that i can glean from right now is trying to expand their base and they're not going to expand down here's one of the things <laughs> is that they're likely not going to recruit a ton of younger army and we don't really talk about this enough, but it's true, like they are getting older. BTS is an aging group. And so what they're trying to do is age into being adult artists. TXT and some of the other, and I hear it from you guys too, like I hear it from my grown ass army. You know, we have 13, 14 year olds, but I think they're the floor. Like, I don't think that there is going to be many coming up under them that are going to be into BTS. I think they're going to be into somebody else. And so BTS is going to have to grow and expand into an adult audience. And there's not a ton of boy groups that have been around long term. 
And because they've had the success that they have and they have endured so much, it would behoove them to grow up with their audience as opposed to staying frozen in space. You actually see this a lot with YouTubers, where when YouTubers refuse to evolve with the time or grow with their audience and stay the same, how they quickly fade into irrelevancy, especially with this Butter campaign and what's happening with Butter. You can tell that BTS is really trying to consciously grow up. And part of growing up and being a sex symbol is that people want to fuck you. So I just think it's, I don't know, I just think it's weird. Just like mind your business. Like there's stuff that I don't, like there's stuff that I see in the fandom and that people say or people do. And I'm just like, ah, not for me, but I would never take that away from them. That would be like, again, like that'd be super weird of me. It'd be super weird of me. It's This is like a parallel conversation something that people ask me is like what do you say with people who say that you like k-pop are like this or that and I'm like listen I can't disagree I've said this so much I can't disagree with any problems with k-pop but people have to make their choices and that's why it would be really kind of hypocritical for me to go after like somebody who likes the Kardashians right like that'd be really hypocritical of me and I feel the same way around this it's like it's really hypocritical to have your own relationship with BTS where you're they're like oh they're your cute like bunny ears like sweet I can't deal with it whatever and then feel offended when people want to fuck them when they are in their 20s when they are in their 20s and I just people I think and again this is the problem with k-pop and the boyfriend fantasy is that I think and then also I guess this is a bigger thing I'm not ready to talk about this yet but it just kind of talks about how like A lot of women are threatened by male masculinity and for good reason. There's a lot of reasons to be afraid. It's a lot of reasons to be upset that that BTS can be sexual objects in the way that maybe men in your life are sexual objects that have hurt you. We don't like to see men at BTS as men like everyone else, stuff like that. So... I don't know. That's my, those are my feelings and my thoughts about the whole BTS sexualizing conversation. Mostly is that people don't know what that word means. They're using it incorrectly. And it's really, like I said, it's, it's a response to their own personal discomfort and they're making their discomfort everybody else's business. When in reality, I think that within K-pop, K-pop realizes that these, that K-pop bands are a source of fantasy. And that's a part of it, all sorts of fantasies, whether it's going to the beach and sitting and watching the sunset or getting your backbone out. They're all, (laughs) it's all in the same sandbox or having them be your friend or just maybe you just like to watch them with each other. Like everybody's going to have a different experience with it. And as long as BTS are adults, right? And you, and because here's, here's another argument that I hear too, is like, people are like, well, if you just like their bodies, and you like, you just are into like, you don't really care about their music. And you don't care about anything but them being hot. So (laughs) do you think that like, do you think the BTS members care if you do you think that they truly care if you're appreciating them for their bodies or if you're appreciating them for their music? They don't fucking care. 
not to this extent, not at this scale, they know that everybody's going to be in it for different reasons. So that argument, because people always defend themselves when they talk about the sexualization, like, they're like, oh, I'm not sexualizing their idols, my idols, like, I love their music and I love them. And, and I was like, that's cool. But even if you didn't, even if you just listen, even if there is nothing wrong, especially given what men do, are you kidding me? There is nothing wrong. <laughs> with if you don't give a shit about bts but you watch those nam june nam june sexy nam june fan cams because you think he's fucking hot and if that's all you do and you give him those views and maybe you buy an album that's 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 fine i just think that's fine i think it's like silly i think it's silly that we have like these weird moralistic like boundaries around how people should enjoy bts and like you have to love the music and you have to do this and you have to stream and you have to whatever like what the fuck you guys jen jen you you guys need jen you really do like you have to like just enjoy it i know that it's because of many things I've said before. And it's really just because people have nowhere to put all this energy and all these feelings that they have for BTS and all this love. And so everybody goes about it a different way. And some people become protective and they become like, like to, and their love gets, they love feeling like mama bears to them or like protectors of them because that makes them feel like they have some role in their lives, which I never understood. It's, I think everybody should, should, be free to do what they want without breaking any laws, breaking any rules within the realm of what BTS and Big Hit is allowing. Because like I said, they're very litigious. They have no problem shutting things down. And this also goes to this thing where I have this TikTok in my drafts that I refuse. I don't don't know if I want to put it out because I don't want to get into it. It's not up to ARMY or the audience to maintain a code of conduct around BTS or other K-pop celebrities. It's not us to, it's not up to us to do it. They should do it. It's not ARMY's business to do this. They need to, and that's the thing. It's like, they do though, but only the stuff they care about. And one of the big issues is that they don't stand up when people get bullied or harassed and stuff like that. And of course, this is not me talking about some of the legitimate issues that need to be brought up to the K-pop community, stuff around. like. And then again, and this is something that I think this is why this makes me so mad is because we talk so much. That I feel like there's so much more energy for kind of policing army around stuff like, oh, that's cringy or stuff like that versus like really talking seriously about issues of and of course, people bring this up like appropriation, even like a lot of the fat phobia and the toxic diet culture within the K-pop community. Like some of the stuff that's like legitimately harmful and triggering to people who are in the community, you can't even talk about without getting attacked. But the moment, you know, some of this other stuff happens where we're trying to act like the defenders of BTS it's, you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make sense. I think that's what makes me mad. I'm like, okay, well, can we put all this energy into like stopping, you know, K-pop idols from constantly talking about their weights and their fucking diets because we have a lot of army who are in recovery. Maybe that, 
can we talk about like the um, having more representation like you know stuff like when people really went after big hit for not including people in life goes on stuff like that is what we need more of this like you know going after creators for wanting to fuck sugar i don't know i don't know (laughs) all right let's move on oh p.s namjoon's ring is back on I saw a photo. It's like the brown fits. It's like I said, I think I've said this before. I don't know if I've said it in this Discord or what. Whoever is styling the BTS members right now deserves the big three. They're really doing a good job. They are really doing a good job. I am obsessed with it. I just think that everything they're wearing is really good. The personalities of every fit are really good. Am I going to say this every week? Probably. But yeah, I really like it. And yes, Namjoon's ring is back on. Do we think that they got back together? I hope not. It's just so back and forth. I swear it's just so back and forth. Maybe it doesn't mean anything. I don't know. I don't know. Give me your theories. Okay, so let's talk about these photos. Uh, I talked about it. I talked about the photos in a couple of TikToks. So there's three sets. So there's, let's see, there's one, two, four sets of photos. So we're going to start with the original set of photos and talk about those. It's so interesting because the styling is good, but it's a little all over the place because you have some styling that's, so like the second set of photos I think are styled the best. The third set of the, the car wash photos because it's got a, like a really clear focused vision and also the fourth set. The first and then the third set as well Okay, so then I'm just like saying the first set because the thing is, the first set is like simultaneously edgy, but also is like very early 2000s. Hobie's fit in particular. So let's, let's together. Do you guys want to look together? So let's go to Instagram. Although you might be in the car, so you can't look with me, but we're going to go to Instagram and we're going to start at the bottom and we're going to make our way up. P.S. Are you somebody who likes every single photo or do you just like your biases i was talking to a friend about how i have like this pet peeve about the number discrepancy between the different types of photos and how one of the best things in the world was when j-hope had like i think his photo let's go back i think his photo was like the most liked during the dynamite era and how happy that made me because usually it's always jk or Tay or Jimin who has like the um most liked photo I want to say let me look mm-hmm. yeah oh, I love that yeah it was like I'm looking back at it right now Hobie yeah Hobie won and I was like yes finally (laughs) usually it's always jk or one of the other members so but okay let's talk about these images let's start with tay tay's look in this photo so it's a photo with him on the pool table is so 90s did you guys watch my so-called life you didn't you guys were not old enough saying what am i saying most of you guys were born like literally the year that show came out 
so you definitely didn't watch it if you haven't you should go back and watch it my so-called life uh, with claire danes jared leto as jordan catalano and it's a good show and i feel like you would like it. it but like this look is very much him but the skirt gives it a twist but the style is also but and then also one of the things that is typical of culture is and i know you've probably heard this before is that we're usually on a 30-year cycle a 30-20-year cycle uh 30-year cycle so like in the 90s so it's like this the 90s the style was very 60s slash 50s in the early 2000s we had like like a 70s resurgence which means it's like happening now and it's speeding up so the style of the 90s grunge is also like a call to like 50s 60s bad boy so that's what that is here and this has to be one of my favorite i think i might like make it my background or something it's just tay like i said i don't believe in biases biases are anti-black but tay gosh the numbers have really increased this is liked seven million times did tay win I just think it's interesting but yeah this photo deserved to win i think it wins for me as far as best photo because it just it fits his style really really well he looks amazing it's one of my favorite photos of him and then we have the group shot i think the the, the big takeaway from the group shot is namjoon the way namjoon is looking at the camera his styling the mesh shirt they all look good but i feel like he he really takes the photo as the center but but they're all styled extremely well they're all styled really well so next we have jimin and of course his kilt was big the big conversation and those fuzzy boots again i guess that's why the fuzzy boots are giving me early 2000s boots with the fur with the fur the whole clothes looking at her anyways yeah the early kind of y2k stuff this is a really good picture of jimin as well I, i think what's always so interesting about jimin is how he's able to express so many different things with his face and that filter song like he's very vulnerable here in his expression look at his little legs it's so cute and this namjoon showed this namjoon photo is super hot i think somebody told me that the detective has something to do with like some of the the bigger picture stuff that has something to do with the bts universe i don't know that all i know is that detective books are my favorite types of books and now this is in my head and i want him to leave me alone and then we have the butter colors i love the butter color scheme is very shanae like i don't know they've like very much jacked my style <clears throat> so and then we have this jk photo this era for jk is just gosh i know i said <laughs> ah so i have so much i want to say but i really want to keep this short so it doesn't take me a while to edit we're going to talk about jk and like what's going on with him right now i i just think he (laughs) i'm trying to think of like how much i want to say i really like this photo who he looks like though he looks like jimin in the second shot does he not he's giving me the jimin look which is really interesting how he says he's like a combination of like all of them but this really much looks like jimin he's been having a lot of jimin characteristics lately i feel but like having him have this in his what is it is that a mango in his mouth it's just mean just mean to the jk fans out there don't know if i'm gonna have my jk period yet it's actually coming up 
in the next couple days, but I'd be curious to see if it happens because I feel like my mind has been, my mind has been, what's been going on with my mind? It's been strange, y'all. It's been a really strange experience being here, I will say. Uh, okay, so and then we have Sugar. I love this photo of Sugar. When was this? Because I feel like Sugar doesn't even look like this anymore. Like if you look like if you look at him at the live, and so, yeah, can we talk about how confusing the timing is around BTS lately? Like, I don't know. I guess they were busier. Like, because I try to track the timing by their hair, but their hair keeps changing so much. And like, did we even see Namjoon's hair this color? I don't think we did. So the purple, like, when was this? Because it's like, was this after they shot the butter video or what? And I could see why they had to cut all of their hair because they've been gone through hell with all the the hairstyles. But yeah, I love the sugar photo. Sugar, (laughs) sugar photo. Again, we have the fuzzy shoes. And all that styling is very early 90s, early 2000s. And then we have this Hobie photo, which I said, it gives me, it's giving me early 2000s hairdresser, (laughs) the black tips, the hair. I don't, I don't like this hair as much as I love his current hair. Like his current hair with it like cut low like that and the blonde, he looks fucking amazing. Like it, it really is his era. Again, Jin looks super, super expensive and just I hope that everybody who has been styling him right now and has been really, really conscious of his fit and making sure his clothes fit, that they're getting the big three because they deserve it. They really, really do. And okay, so now we're going to the the criminal photos. So let's talk about these. Okay, so now the, I guess this is the criminal undercover. So I guess it's like smooth like butter, like criminal undercover, hot like summer. So I guess that's what the three, the three uh, things are. So this is criminal undercover. So one of the things that I think I've talked about again before is how... One of the things, so everybody talks about how they have kind of like a sexual awakening when they get to K-pop. And the reason why they have a sexual awakening is because men are introduced to us through the female gaze, which is that like we understand them, we get their, we like trust them. So it's it's what happens within regular sexual relationships, right? And typical sexual relationships. And I know, like, I don't know, different people feel different ways about this. But I feel like typically in a relationship, the more comfortable you are, the more you feel free to explore different sexual ideas or thoughts or energies. And that's really what I feel like the fanfic market comes from and why BTS has such a rich kind of like fanfic culture compared to a lot of other bands because their personalities are probably more cultivated than than other people like I think that more than any band I've seen so far other than maybe a got seven they BTS has this magical combination of both being very highly aware and don't at me highly aware of sort of the the queer appeal which is something that's very sexy to women i know that women 
don't want to unpack that. <laughs> unpack why women like queer men so much. And it's something that I just am like endlessly fascinated by. But like they are really aware of that right while also simultaneously being aware that their friendship and their connection and like showcasing parts of their personality is what's going to get people to feel safe enough with them to want to explore their sexual selves and so along with that and so I thought that the handcuffs were a really good another good example of being hyper aware of the level of sexuality engagement that people are having with BTS. You know, I think that, you know, the handcuffs could be seen as like, oh, you know, they're criminals, but we know what the handcuffs are for. We understand. And they knew what they were doing when they have the handcuffs. That's what they're supposed to represent. The imagery itself, I would say that for me, the clear winner... I go back and forth. I really like JK's photo a lot. I liked it. I think that the, I love that we're able to see his tattoos in the advertising now. That's cool. I think that the fact that it's pink is really interesting. I don't think anybody else has a pink one. He has a pink one, right? Yeah, I think the fact that it's pink is really fascinating. And I really like his photo. I really like the way he's styled. I like his shirt. I like the way that everything's fitting him. Again, like the tailors, especially the tailors. I love how they're just hiring tailors now for BTS after eight years. But I'm glad they're here. I really like JK's photo, but I also really like Jin's. And my reactions to Jin, I can never tell if I'm just like really intense about or I'm just like happy that his clothes fit and they're really showcasing his body I think the short vest just really showcases him like I feel like we haven't been able to see Jen's body until now and I'm happy that we're finally able to see it god bless but they all look really really hot but again I really like how the styling is minimalist it's very 50s like I said there's like a send up to yes classical heartthrob it's kind of what they're trying to emulate. And again, there's a big commentary here on, you know, the fact that like BTS has created, even though, you know, we can unpack why Asians were not considered attractive by people before. And of course, that's like the society and stuff like that. But for a generation of women, men that look like BTS are their beauty standard and what they deem attractive. And of course, there's some really complex stuff wrapped up into that, but that's what it is. And so I think that it's cool that the images that they're creating are alluding to that and alluding to how these old-fashioned images, like going into the car wash image, this image of Namjoon with the blue hair and the vest is so outsiders. I did, I had a couple drafts of a video that I put in one of them. I was talking about how he just looks like a character from the outsiders, which if you've not seen the outsiders, it's an eighties film about the fifties. So again, talking about how sort of things go in a loop every 30 years of what becomes popular um, in media, which is why we're, why, (laughs) why the nineties and early two thousands are so popular right now. Oh my God, I'm getting old, but yeah. So that's what these images, I think, come up for me. But yeah, for me, I think Jen and JK are the winners. I mean, I would I would give Tay this too. He just looks really good. Like, like I said, Tay, this era, because his looks are so classical and I feel like he is able to take on the 
sort of older style looks really well. He looks really good. Okay, so let's move to the car wash images. I love them. I think the car wash images are my favorite. I just think they're so funny and ridiculous. Like, <laughs> why are they like watching cars? And they all look so rich while doing it. This this sort of like, I love Suga's signature paint me like your French girls pose. It never ceases to make me laugh, but also be like, hey, Suga, I really like this, the jean on him. I do think that, do you guys think that the whitewashing is better this time? I really, I think it is. I definitely think we got melanin. So it's nice that they're listening. I feel like they really listened because I feel like we are seeing melanin for all of them this time around. So thank you, Big Hit, for giving us the melanin that we need, the melanin that we crave. I think that's like in the in the first set, they're still pretty whitewashed, but I don't know if it's because of the <laughs> the orange background, but you could really see the melanin off of them in those photos for sure and then i think also in the car wash photos they don't seem they i feel like i can sense the melanin sugar's hard because that man he just is white man he's white i also like the pink tips on hobie and again i really like this photo of jk but they i feel like they hid some of the stuff of his hand which i thought was weird this tay photo this photo of tay in the car truly just looks like a, a scene out of a movie like i cannot wait for tay's acting career to begin whenever he decides to do it but i think the winner for the car photos is this jimin shot like this jimin shot of him in the car to me that's it that's the poster that's the poster in the teenage girl's room that's what really this these photos are giving like photo in the teen girl's room Okay, let's do beach. Beach, beach, beach. For me, in the beach photos, I really like this Namjoon photo. I really like it a lot. I like his styling. I like his hair. I wish he would stop looking at me, but I like all of them. Again, I love how all these are like my signature colors. It's like they came out of my closet. <clears throat> this JK picture is also really good with the glasses. I think that's like his new favorite thing is those glasses. Tay. Looking like that guy you meet at the beach. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. These photos are fun. I wonder where this is. I love Jimin's floral earring. But yeah. Okay. So those are the photos. How long have we been talking? Okay. Not super long. Cool. I, so like, so overall, I don't, so the song is called Permission to Dance. It's going to be on their CD. Don't know anything about it. But I hope that it's not as intense as Butter. I hope that they're getting a break. I feel like they've been working a ton. But I really like the photos. It just feels like a really step. I mean, this feels like a step forward even from Butter. Like, I don't know how they managed to elevate. Again, those big hit hires, man. Those big hit, hi the new big hit styling hires are just the best are just the best like they're doing a really good job like even like looking at some of the performance fits that i've seen over the last couple days like the i think i already i already mentioned the brown fit the japanese fits the purple fits amazing really good so i like all of that here some other pieces of random k-pop things that i have seen we're not gonna oh we're gonna do questions 
But first, okay, we're going to do questions that I got. But first, some random K-pop things. So, alcohol-free, Twice. When I first heard alcohol-free by Twice, I was like, this is not it. Like, this song, this vibe is not it. But when I tell you, that song is a bop. That song is a bop, 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 bop. And again, I love being a girl group stand like i feel like it just is so fun it's so fun because you get to just like watch and you're just like unaffected and you just get to engage in those like your girls so alcohol free if you haven't seen it if you haven't engaged with it get into it and also the new video as well is really good it's the japanese release oh yeah yeah like they, they did not have to go that hard twice motherfuckers uh, perfect world that's the song right oh it's so good the video is also very good and again if you haven't stan everglow if you haven't watched the video first watch it it's really really good i haven't had much time to listen to music really since i've been here i've really just been being here so let's see what other little random k-pop things that came up so alcohol free don't have a bias yet love them all and everglow my bias is alicia let's see again txt the song what if i was a puma song of the year don't even know what they're talking about that album am i gonna talk about txt every am i a moa am i a moa Maybe I should go ahead and claim it. I find following them very unproblematic and fun too. We have this joke. Me and my friend have this joke that Subin is my son that I had as like a as a preteen. I don't know how old I would have been. I had to be pretty young. <laughs> I had to be pretty young. Like 12, I think. <laughs> 13 to have Subin. But I always joke that that's like my son because he's tall the way that I would come out I think I've already said this how if you're in South Korea and you're tall <laughs> I feel like everybody I see is way sort of and again if you want more of my Korean insights definitely sign up for the Patreon but yeah Stan TXT Stan Everglow I always wonder with the new generation who's dating who like I'm like oh is like a TXT member dating one of my girls from Everglow I hope so Okay, let's let's get into some questions really fast. Things that you guys have asked me. Okay, so I got a bunch of questions and comments saying, Shanae, I don't know. I know you don't want to, but I want you to talk about Namjoon's boyfriend photo. And first of all, I'd like to say I thought that you guys liked me. I thought that you I thought we were friends. And the fact that you want me to talk about this means that we're not. No, I'm kidding. Listen. It's he it is it's it has quickly become one of my favorite photos of him because it's like and again when we talk about K-pop and what they're doing and like what is like the real power of K-pop and especially talking about sort of the smash video and what's appealing about that and what they're getting wrong about that and what's not interesting about that is that ultimately everybody just wants to feel 
connected to them and wants to see what it would be like to have a BTS member in their day-to-day life, right? Like, it's just like, what would it be like if so-and-so was my boyfriend? What if it would be like if he was my friend, if he was my homegirl, if he was my home, whatever. And so that photo really captures that desire and that feeling so acutely and specifically and I think that's what makes that image so powerful it's what makes it so dangerous it what it's what makes it shitty <laughs> is that it just really that's what it does like it really showcases it just feels like he's I know one of you said that it's like he's looking at me and that he dropped me off and I saw the imagines and stuff like that and it was what I do and it, it made me crazy. I'm really excited to start working. I'm probably going to start working on my project next week. I'm moving to another Airbnb that has like a view and I'm probably going to like take some time to write some of like what's going on with the K-pop ideas and coming here and everything. And it is like really facing the fact that like, listen, like Namjoon is going to do everything he can for the next however long you like k-pop to make you feel like you are his boyfriend and you have these feelings and he is not you are just another bitch and anytime i like have a feeling and i'm just like oh Tom june and the fact that he's here somewhere <laughs> like he's around here somewhere and oh the other thing that you find out about korea is that it's not very big it's, it's like it has very much like a small town feel it feels smaller than la he's around here somewhere it's enough to make you crazy it's enough to make you go mad enough to make you go mad sir for sure but yeah so i talked about it thought you guys like me okay another question i got was permission to dance how do i feel about the promotion of it do i think they're promoting it enough Uh, i think this is it's ironic that i'm getting this question because i felt like this intense amount of rage yesterday because I was watching sort of ARMY promote this song for free (laughs) like and it's so funny because a lot of times people will be like get mad at like TikTok armies or whatever armies for like not promoting the music and it's like but we are not getting paid and, hi- and I've been to the hypey office. Okay, so like now, like I feel like my perspective about all this stuff is way different because I've seen the I've seen the fucking building. I've seen the cash. I've seen the physical cash that they have. And I know for a fact that they have enough money to do these things, and they're leaning on Army to do the promotion for them. They really are. And so I just think that it's meant to be kind of like a B-side song, I guess. I don't think it's meant to be for radio play or anything like that. But ARMY is taking it upon themselves to be responsible for making sure the song gets out there. And do I love that? No. I wish that they would do more to help. Or one of my new ideas is that I really wish that they would put together programs to incentivize and to help ARMY that do a lot of effort to help promote them. Like, I don't know if it could be like a scholarship program or a credits program or something like that where ARMY can apply what they're learning and what they're doing to help further 
themselves and not just BTS. Like, I really think that there should be something in place, whether it's, and I don't, like I said, I don't know the logistics around this, but I just wish that there was something, some type of program that existed that would allow, and I know that this requires resources, but I do think that, like, given how much resources army puts in place to help bts that they could have three or four people who could be in charge of a small committee that's in charge of like thinking of putting together scholarships for armies little funds for armies things like that because army itself is organizes all this shit for them and so i would think it'd be cool if they could do something to because most of the armies who do all this stuff will never get to see them in concert they might never get to get an album they might never get anything and i just think that it would be cool to give back in some way other than just like giving back as far as like being themselves i just think that it's just all this talent like army is so talented and they create all this stuff and and then you see army who are like doing all this stuff but still have to do like GoFundMe campaigns and I just think that Hype could be doing more even if like not everybody could do it but having some infrastructure when some people could benefit in that way would just be a nice gesture in my humble opinion but yeah I think that they're probably not promoting it because they don't have to I think they're putting resources to the big releases and they know that army will do the rest of the work I don't think that they promote butter that well either I think that just doing interviews in putting out pictures isn't real brand engagement and I think they haven't had to sorry I took a sip of water they haven't had to put together a solid strategy because army does a lot of the work for them I said what I said so big hit mole if you're there I said what I said oh my gosh what's that okay so another thing that you guys asked me well a lot of things that you guys expressed was like feedback on the smash app things and also overall burnout bts burnout i get it y'all i get it like it just feels like that they are going non-stop it feels like it's very endless it feels like it just never stops and if it doesn't stop for us what is it like for them and i just encourage everyone to take a break and I've had to take a break too. <clears throat> like I've had to t take a step back from these conversations. We just, one of the things that I think is really, really important to understand about K-pop is that they are not going to consciously give you the space <clears throat> that you probably need in order to feel healthy, fulfilled, and like you're inside of your life. They want you to be obsessed. They want you to spend all your time thinking about them, talking about them, creating fanfics, like all this stuff. Like that's what they want. And so it's up to you to when you're feeling overwhelmed and when you're feeling like it's too much to take a step back and to, because here's the thing, I don't ever want, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about last week. What I don't want for you, for me, for anyone really, is to when BTS ends, because it will end, to feel like you don't have anything. And it's really easy to feel like they are everything. And I was thinking about this myself when I was like, I was like, like I said, I was really inspired by 
the museum, I was like, okay, I need to get back to writing and fictional stuff and like my essay work. Like I want to get back to books. I'm trying to be very present and soul with my friends and doing activities and things like that. So I'm just really trying to have a life. And I think a lot of you have reached out to me and feel like, you know, we're feeling, I feel like people are feeling more, frenzied than usual because I do think that there's also like a level of like fallout from this whole from the pandemic as things open up and we try to learn how to relate to each other again and we try to learn how to have connections again and you know k-pop is a real source for connection between people but it should be a starting place it shouldn't be everything and so really making a conscious effort to cultivate your other habits in this face of you know bts and all of k-pop telling you that they're the only things you should focus on i think is a radical act and i think it's an important thing to do so that's my advice that's my life advice for this week and this is coming from somebody who i wouldn't like obviously this isn't my career this is my hobby and this podcast is something that I'm really passionate about and love and I've been trying to make it a habit of making notes throughout the week seeing things clocking them and then at the end of the week talking about them here and if my podcast is your k-pop time then do that but I don't want this to take over your life and if you're feeling crazy and frenzied take a step back. I know it's hard to imagine your life before K-pop. Sometimes it's hard for me to imagine too, but it's worth, it's, it's worth living. And guys, we're just <laughs> another bitch that likes K-pop. You know what I mean? Like we really are. And that doesn't mean that doesn't mean we can't love it and do it. And I know that there's like a lot of existential angst wrapped up in that. I can't wait to talk to my therapist about some of my new thoughts. <sighs> but at the end of the day, it's just us. I know. And like K-pop can make us feel like it's not just us and it gives us a good escape. But our lives is just what we have, unfortunately. Fortunately, depends on how you look at it, depends on what your circumstances are. And that's like really big and scary and all that stuff. But that's what I have to say about that is if you feel you need a break, please take a break. It'll be here when you get here, get back. You're not missing anything. And if you have any ideas or if you need advice about healthy K-pop stuff, I'm here. You send me a speak, speaker pipe. Like I said, I love, I've been responding to them today. I love your speaker pipes. I love talking to you guys. So, and we can talk about it. And yeah, that's it for this week's episode, I think. Let's see, it's short, but I hope you like it. If you like this length, maybe I'll stick to it. It's a lot easier to edit. <laughs> been my monsters oh like oh my god like something i was thinking about today like when i'm talking to men here and stuff like that is like if if any man sees my online presence and listens to my podcast and watches my tiktoks like i'm fucking doomed like especially for my age bracket and so ah, i've sacrificed I'm, I'm like i feel like i've sacrificed myself for <laughs> for this ah help okay like i said join the patreon if you haven't for bonus episodes every week every other week mostly every week i'll get on and talk about something even if it's for 15 minutes last week i talked about 
how I think BTS flirts and gave more soul thoughts. I will be giving more thoughts this week on those things and how I would flirt with each of the members. I just it's just fun. Just fun stuff. And you also get to go to the Discord. Again, the Discord is the best Discord in the world. You get to join that amazing community. They are just it's it's crazy. It's just amazing in there. I it's, it's I can't even describe it, wrap my head around it. But you can join that community and I will see you guys next week. Bye. Da, 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 da. Uh Oh, uh, uh. <laughs> black pink, can you ever, yeah, they call me Pepsi, Pepsi, <laughs> I feel like I'm your cat, I'm your dog, you know what, okay, <laughs> I think that's it. Oh, don't unsubscribe. I'm definitely going to die alone.